What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. Today we're talking NFL Week of 12, Thursday football, but special. This is Thanksgiving, boys. Get the turkey legs out. We go. <laughs> it's motherfucking time to talk Thanksgiving football. And as always, these are your hosts. I'm Paul. I'm Turkey Paul today. And I'm joined with. Hey, it's Kev. Hey, who made the macaroni Savoy? You feel me, man? Because you know I'm only eating the macaroni that hits. Hey, shout out my motherfucking best friend. She over here said I can go eat food with them niggas. So I'm going to go fuck up a plate or two. <laughs> five, five. Damn, yeah. but hey, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I low-key love me some Thanksgiving football because I feel like the games are never, like, really too good. But they're nice and slow. So, like, it matches the vibe. And then you watch in the 1 o'clock game. So I swear it's usually the Lions. You watch that one o'clock game, you just chilling, waiting for the food to get ready. And then now you start smelling the food as you get to the third or fourth quarter, you start smelling the food like, mm, it's almost that time. And then you go fuck up some food real quick, you come back, and the next game is on. It's usually the Cowboys. Motherfucking, yeah, I love the vibes around Thanksgiving football, but I swear they'll never have no crazy games. Thanksgiving, growing up in a Cowboys household, was always big for football, but we always ate early. So then, fucking before football even started, so we we're already done eating by noon, trying to stay, trying to even fucking stay alive, just trying to you know not fall asleep, one eye open with these games going. Oh, I'm going to sleep. I know that for a fact. We gonna go to sleep during the game. We got some big spreads to talk. We got some prop bets to drop. But let's get into it. We got the Bills versus the Lions to open out Thanksgiving. 12:30 CBS Buffalo's favored by nine and a half points. This is Buffalo's back-to-back year playing Thanksgiving football. Uh, they won last year against the Saints, and which Josh Allen ate the big old turkey leg. And the Lions, I believe they lost. Like they did a lot of games last year, but they're coming off three straight wins. So maybe we're talking a different Detroit. Let's get into it, Kev. How you see this one going? Hey man, this is a whole new Detroit man. They fired the cornerbacks coach. Now they can finally unleash. The defense is going to unleash. So I look at it like this. I think there's going to be a lot of Bills fans in the, um, in the crowd. Um, The Lions are going to play well. They're going to do what they can do. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is like a closer than expected game. But I really see the Josh Allen and the Bills. Josh Allen and the Bills um being together, especially after that win last week, being together and scoring at least 30 on Thanksgiving and motherfucking they just have to go ahead and really fight those corners because Amani and Jeff are not giving up shit. So like Stefan Diggs who's been um having some underwhelming performances and probably had to cuss a coach out or two. I expect him to get way more involved in this game. So it's definitely gonna see look good to see that battle against the secondary. But I think where the Bills have the upper hand is this defense. This defense is fucking phenomenal. They're giving, they're not, they don't give up shit. They're always together and they're tackling like four or five people together at all times. So, like, it's really going to be a game of defenses, I feel like. So, it might not be a high scoring affair because, but I feel like Josh Allen, the boy, should come in with the mindset like, yo, I got to drop 30 on the ass. See, I think this is going to, I think the Bills are about the last year. I remember like Stefan Diggs scoring, celebrating Josh Allen. The offense was steamrolling, and they're eating the turkey legs, joking, all that shit. And they, 
they seem to have this Thanksgiving swag about them. So I'm kind of banking on the fact that Buffalo comes in swinging again on a back-to-back years, prime time, all the lights on. Now they're kicking it off early. I think uh, Gabe Davis, like Stefan Diggs did have a quieter game, but he did score a touchdown. But Gabe Davis, I haven't seen a deep, like a real big deep shot from him in a couple of weeks. And I know Detroit is very easily being over the top. We see a lot of big plays coming against games against them. So I think Gabe Davis might have a few big shots. I'm going big Buffalo. Like, like I don't even take the spread here at nine and a half. I think they come in swinging and the defense ain't letting Detroit uh, shoot it out with them. I think I'm definitely taking big Buffalo on this one. But, like, you got to remember, we're talking, like, last year, Amani did pass out the plate to all them boys after he got that pick. I swear on um, maybe Aaron Rodgers. Nah, I don't know who they played last year. I think the Bears. Probably. After he got that pick on them boys. So, like, this game is going to come down to the defenses in my definitely. But I don't know if the the Bills cover on this one. All right, well, shit. On to our next game. Oh, no, actually, I got a couple props. I forgot. I got a Gabe. I'm going all in on Gabe Davis. Over 54 and a half receiving yards. And Gabe Davis's longest reception, over 22 and a half yards. I think, I think we're going to see oh, a big definitely. shot. And uh, Devin Singletary, under two and a half receptions. Uh, James Cook is getting more involved even though I don't think he's going to be all that great. He's still a good receiving running back. And they also traded for Naheem Hines, who's slowly getting adjusted to the offense. And Naheem Hines is, you know, pass-catching back uh, God right now. So, Devin Singletary, under two and a half receptions. Next game, Giants. Hold on, hold on. I got What's one up? question. Right? So, Brian dayball is gone. Yeah, Ken Dorsey. I wanted to ask you this last week, but I felt like it wasn't fair to ask like, after coming off of two losses. So, Brian Dayball is gone. Ken Dorsey's in there. How do you feel that this offense is the first and how I'm moving with Ken Dorsey? Dayball, I mean, I feel like he doesn't, you see what he's, he gets people into the best position for this team. They gets people open. He knows how to use the running backs. And he was basically using Josh Allen as a running back, just like how he's doing with Danny Dimes. And it's working. Ken Dorsey. I got to see more because sometimes I can't blame it all on Dorsey because one of the big factors I remember last year, one of my takes was I think the bills are going to regress before the season. This was last year. Of course they didn't regress. They did, They got even better. But my point was, was Josh Allen throws up a lot of iffies. He throws up a lot of passes that uh, aren't the best throws and sometimes having digs or uh, Gabe Davis kind of makes up for it. But we're starting to see that a little bit more, and that might be because Dayball didn't play that shit or didn't didn't let that shit happen or set up shit for that not to happen, whereas Ken Dorsey might be – his system might be not helping as much to hide right, that yeah. one factor. And it's different for, like, Ken Dorsey because Dayball had Josh Allen when he wasn't all that. So, like, he – they kind of could help mold. They molded Josh Allen. I don't know how long he played on under played under under Dayball, but Ken Dorsey comes in and motherfucking he's already the man. Josh Allen. Everybody's expecting him to win MVP. Well, so Dorsey like, was uh, the QB coach. Okay. So he was with Allen and uh, former QB himself at University of Miami. Didn't pan out so good in the NFL, but 
I mean, he was with Josh Allen too. I'm not sure who had the bigger hand on Josh, molding Josh Allen because one's the QB coach, the other one was the offensive coordinator. But I just thought Dave Ball is a guy, and I just think it does affect it. Like no matter how good the backup guy is, the if you lose a guy, it doesn't help. Uh, yeah. But we'll see, babe. Still go Big Buffalo though. Big Buffalo, yep. Uh, next game, divisional game. Both teams seven and three. This is the second time they're playing each other. The Giants versus the Cowboys at Jerry World, AT&T Stadium, Arlington, Texas, where the Cowboys are favored by nine and a half points. They're coming off a fucking big win over the Vikings, and the Giants coming off a big loss to the Lions. So we got, and now they, actually this time the Cowboys beat them earlier primetime game with Cooper Rush. So now we get Dak in the building. Yes. Oh man, see, look, you would think it would be easy to say, like, yo, Saquon is going to eat on this defense, but this defense didn't let Dalvin Cook do shit last week. So I really couldn't say that with a straight face. After watching the Lions, though, Saquon, it's tough. I think with Brian Dayball, I think they're going to make a lot of good adjustments from last week. And especially after already playing these dudes. So this game's going to be close. But just, and something burning in me would, if I was a better man, I would take them with the um, points because that's a lot of points. But this Cowboys team is rolling. They feel fucking great. Their pass, their pass defense is out of, is insane. Their rush, their pass rush isn't the same. Yeah, I just, you can't bet against the Cowboys. Not nothing yet right now. And this, this is a divisional game. So this shit not only matters, this shit matters when it comes to the playoffs too. So, yeah, the Cowboys are coming. Mike McCarthy and the boys are coming and ready to fuck some shit up. And I think it's because they got that sour-ass loss to the Packers. So, like, ever since then, they're like, they're not going to play. They're not playing with nobody after this. Yeah, and, I mean, everyone's healthier now. Dak is back. Dalton Schultz is healthy. Um, fucking Zeke is healthy again. He was out for a game or two. Uh, Michael Gallup is back in the starting wide receiver two role. Like everyone on the offense is finally healthy. The offensive line is hitting all cylinders. The defense is just playing its fucking brains out. There's no way I, I could not take the Cowboys here. Even though the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, I think they're like one and nine in their last 10 against the spread. So they don't cover spreads. And there's a big spread. I think Cowboys still end up winning. Just because the remember last year, last time I think the Giants were favored against the Cowboys, where the Cowboys won with Cooper Rush, and the whole reason why I took the Cowboys was because Parsons. I said that there's gonna be a pick six probably. It didn't. It wasn't a pick six, but I believe there was like a fumble that was a, a touchdown, so it was close. But the defense, <laughs> the defense fucking played. This plays insane. Like the the Giants offensive right tackle uh, Evan Neal still hurt the rookie. And their third stringer, who's been splitting reps with the backup, he just got hurt last game. So now the right side is completely hurt. And Demarcus Lawrence had what three sacks against them last time they played because of the fact of Parsons was getting double teamed on the left side. So yeah, this is gonna be Andrew Thomas, the left tackle for the Giants, baller. He's completely he he don't let shit happen. But last time they played, that was when Parsons was going up the middle going on the other side they were starting to move him all around and it just it was too much for this old line so yeah Dallas big here I I, I don't want to get chalky because I already said nine and a half for Detroit 
But I think this is a perfect. I'll take the nine and a half again, bro. I think Dallas comes out and they put up with like another 30 points. I respect it. It's very, very possible. I got Dalton Schultz over 37 and a half receiving yards and over three and a half receptions. That Dak's got, he gets like eight targets a game when Dak's at quarter. That's it was a top five tight end like last year in like every stat touchdowns, yardage, receptions. 37 and a half yards. I just feel that is way too low. And three and a half. All you get is four catches. Yeah, he could definitely do that. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones under 194 and a half passing yards. We just saw what that Dallas defense did to Kirk Cousins and Jay Jettas. Jettas had what 33 yards. Cousins had 105 total yards. And Daniel Jones, 194 and a half. Yeah, way under. And they're in Dallas. I feel like this game is gonna be a lot closer than it's than than as being believed. But I'm gonna take the Cowboys on this one. They're rolling. They know that they need this game, especially when it comes to playoffs. And it's so much better to be eight and three than motherfucking seven and four. Facts. Uh, but those are my la- Those are my three props for that game. And then jumping into the prime time sun, uh, Thursday night football game. Vikings at home to play the Patriots. Vikings are favored by two and a half points here. Vikings has got absolutely slaughtered by the Cowboys, and the Patriots are coming off a fucking 10-3 win over the Patriots where the offense can only put up three points. So both of these teams' offenses need to do something this week. How do you see this game going? Oh, man, this game is going to be good. It's going to be cold. Both these places are cold-ass motherfuckers. So is it It's in Minnesota? Yeah, it's in Minnesota. I believe it's an indoor stadium, though. They got a oh. they're domed. They got an AC. But um, this game, I think this game's gonna expose Mac Jones a little bit more. Like, there's no good um, there's not there's not good um quarterback play over there, and I think yeah. that's gonna be the. Difference. I think they can try to get Jay Jettas out of the game, or. But I don't know if they can do both, get Jay Jettas out of the game and stop Dalvin Cook. So, like, I feel like – and then Kirk is going to figure out a way to get other people open, like K.J. Osborne, and even if Madison was to get in the mix a little bit. So, like, I think the death is going to be what really saves them. And the Vikings just got their ass fucking whooped. So, I don't think they're going for that again, at least not today. Are we forgetting this is a primetime game? With Kirk Cousins oh, no. at quarterback. Oh, no, not Kirk in prime time. Are we – and not just any prime time, but you get the Thanksgiving late night game. This is the prime time of all prime time games. Damn, not prime time, Kirk. So, I mean, I Patriots offense is – I'm with you. Mac Jones, I said it the year this Patriots. Uh, Mac Jones is going to be exposed this year. The Patriots' offense is going to be exposed. They're all they're not that they're not good. And so far, I'm looking pretty good. They're still six and four, but it's an ugly six and four. And Damn Vikings, nah. Vikings, such frauds, bro. They're eight and two. Their point differential for their eight and two record is negative two. They don't even have more points than they have the stops of this year. So, like, how much, how sustainable is this? So, 
I'm rocking the Patriots here. They're going to be my one underdog pick of the week, and or at least of this slate right here. And I'm taking Patriots because the Vikings' pass defense is fucking terrible. And I know I hate Mac Jones, but Bill Belichick, you know what he hates? Bad defenses. And, yeah. and, he, and he knows when the team has bad defenses and he knows where to pick it apart. And Mac Jones, I think, actually might have a decent little game. Jacoby Myers is like having like six to seven catches a game, low key. So like he's having, I think he might get open on this Patriot on this uh, Vikings defense. They Andrew Booth, the fucking corner that they drafted, he's getting targeted. That's why they're killing. They're killing him. The Cowboys kept targeting him and it kept working. And I think they're gonna Bill Belichick's gonna do the same thing here. And that defense, Matt Judon, is gonna like we saw Parsons and then boys get what seven sacks last week. I think Matt Judon and them boys, like they just came off of like a five sack performance against the Jets. So I, I expect that. I expect Kirk Cousins on prime time to be running for his life. So uh, I guess I'll change my fucking pick. You're going dogs, man. Damn it. I forgot it was prime time Kirk, prime time Kirk Cousins. It, it, Damn it. It's bad. Yeah. It's, it, I, you know, it's bad when I'm picking the Patriots. God damn it. But we'll see, man. Maybe Kirk can prove us wrong and do something. Because this team does have to start – does not have time to start losing now. They, they're in a division that can easily win. So they need to take advantage of this shit and really um try to get that first round by. Like, they remind me of the Titans of last year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I got three – this is my last three props. I've had three for every game. It's actually I'm gonna drop them before I'm gonna add a prop that's not even on here. Uh, I got Hawkinson over four and a half receptions. TJ Hawkinson's getting like eight targets a game since they traded for him. Kirk Cousins likes him. Ramon Stevenson over three and a half uh three and a half receptions. I mean he's the same thing. So he's getting like seven targets a game. With Mac Jones is gonna be passing it here and there, and he loves the running back Ramon Stevenson. He's a fucking tank. And uh, Dalvin Cook under sixteen and a half carries. I just, mm. I that defense is gonna be keeping him in a box, and I think they're gonna be losing, and they're gonna have to be throwing. I was gonna say, you think they're gonna be playing from behind like that? Yeah, that's why I didn't take the yardage because he could pop off like a fifty-yard run randomly, and it kind of kills everything. But I don't think he gets the ball seventeen times. I think last week he had fourteen. The week before, uh, ten. The week before, twelve. So like. Sometimes he doesn't get the ball, and I think this is going to be one of them. And my last prop that I just added in the last second, Kirk Cousins anytime interception. I didn't get it last week, even though the Cowboys dropped one. The Patriots mm. dropped three against the Jets last week. I don't think they're like, – I think they're, they're putting some glue on their hands this week, and I think they'll get one on primetime, Kirk. Oh, this shit is crazy. I believe it, too. But damn, that's it for the Thanksgiving picks. That's all three games. Hey, man, niggas, I'm going to go in that bitch, and I'm about to be fucking up some turkey and watching some football, and don't get no better than that, man. But in the meantime, we appreciate y'all for watching again. If you didn't know, I don't mind telling you again that I'm in this bitch with Paul Pickham winning content. My name is Kevin Waterboy, some boy. And this has been another episode of the Total Blitz Podcast. Now, while you and all the motherfuckers around you is waiting on food, don't forget that you's a beer. I got a problem with being problematic. Get the light.